Amen. All right, back to Mark in chapter number 9, Mark chapter number 9. And uh, we're going to look at this account in its completion or the fullness of it, uh, beginning in verse number 14. We're going to read down uh, just uh, maybe, well, we'll see, down to verse number 29. Uh, So follow along as I read, uh, and we'll get into uh, what's going on in this passage. The Bible says in verse 14, And when he came to his disciples... He saw a great multitude about them. This skin is coming from the Mount Transfiguration. Uh, they just saw something amazing uh, and witnessed that. Uh, his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, uh, which hath a dumb spirit. Uh, and uh, I, I know a lot of preachers have kid about this and parents that you know, a lot of guys can relate. <laughs> Sometimes your son has a dumb spirit. Uh, and uh, verse 18, and, uh, where, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away, just meaning he's wasting away. And I spake to thy disciples and they, that they should cast him out, and they could not. Uh, now there's uh, much to be said in this passage of Scripture uh, about power and gospel power. And we have to always remember uh, that uh, the power comes from God. The power doesn't come from our faith. And, uh, and we know that as he, Jesus, dealt with his disciples about this matter, uh, that they couldn't cast out uh, this, uh, the spirits from this young man, uh, we know that Jesus, in both passages of scriptures, we'll read at the very end, uh, that there are things that don't come forward but by prayer and fasting. Uh, they didn't have the power and the authority to do so, and it only comes through, through God. That's the source. It's not, it's not them. Uh, it's uh, what, God, uh, what God does uh, that, uh, that makes the difference. And he said, uh, he said, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have this. He said, and whatsoever he taketh him, teareth him, verse 19, and he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you, and how long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So, uh, this man comes to Jesus. They come down from Mount Hermon, and, uh, and a multitude was there. They were arguing back and forth. And part of the, the issue was that uh, the disciples that were there, they could not cast this demon out. They were, everybody was frustrated. The, the man was frustrated for his son. Uh, and uh, I don't think that Jesus was frustrated like we get frustrated. Uh, but, uh, but the Bible does say on several occasions that he marveled. And when he marveled, each time that he did that, he marveled at the unbelief or the doubt of those that are around. In fact, uh, as we showed the, uh, the um, uh, video the other day in how we had gone, Amy and I, to uh, the three cities that uh, Jesus had cursed uh, because of all the miracles that he had done in those cities and they still wouldn't repent. Uh, and, uh, and God said, Jesus said uh, to them that it's going to be better, uh, it's better for Tyre and Sidon or Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than it was uh, for them. And we can relate that in Christianity today uh, for all the things that God does for us. 
uh, in the miracles really that he does in our lives that we don't acknowledge and that we don't thank him for, uh, and God is so good. Yet, uh, we still have uh, difficulties uh, with our faith uh, and, in, and in believing. Uh, and uh, he said, from a child. So from the time that his son was a child, uh, he had been possessed, uh, and uh, in these, uh, this possession, would, uh, the demons would cast him into fire. So here's a, here's a dad uh, with a son uh, that for all these years he had been tormented uh, and asked for help, didn't get help from the disciples. Uh, and if you can just imagine, just put yourself in. If you're a parent, uh, you understand when, if, when your children are in a bad place, uh, physically or spiritually, uh, it, is, uh, it is torturous. Uh, you really want the best for them, and I can just put myself in that position and, uh, and feel, I can feel what he uh, is feeling, uh, and it probably uh, obviously wasn't uh, a good thing. He was desperate. Uh, he was desperate for his son to get some help, and, uh, and so Jesus rebukes the disciples for their lack of faith and their unbelief. Uh, in a way, he does also with this man because what he, what he said was, uh, from a child, this is what happened. And he says, if, if thou canst do anything, uh, you know, would you, you know, would you help him? Verse number uh, 22, uh, the end part. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Then Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. Now, it doesn't say this, but the way that this is written, he says, if, if, if thou canst do anything, please help him. Jesus said, if thou canst believe. What he was saying was, the problem is not me. Jesus can do anything. Uh, he, could, he could have healed him. Uh, he could have done anything. We know I just preached about uh, how he raised the, the, the young man up who had died in, in the city of Nain. Uh, and, uh, and he could have just said, uh, you know, uh, arise from where he was in Capernaum. Uh, I've heard it preached that uh, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, uh, that he said, Lazarus, come forth. Because if he would have said, come forth, then everybody would have come out of their graves. He had to be specific. Uh, that was the power of God. Uh, and, uh, and that is what we are seeing on display again here in this passage. So he said, he's basically saying, it's not me. Um, if you can believe, it's your lack of faith uh, that uh, is, it has you uh, in this circumstance. And then he says this in verse number 23, Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. That's important. When you think of having the grain or faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to Mount Hermon, be thou removed and it will remove it from itself and, and go uh, to somewhere else. Verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of, uh, of him, and he was uh, as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer uh, and fasting. So he deals with them uh, in both passages of Scripture. They wanted to know why couldn't they do it. 
uh, and uh, they didn't have the power. They didn't have the authority. Uh, and I've preached about prayer and fasting as being spiritual weapons that we can employ. Uh, and that as, uh, as for me as a pastor, when I feel I get into circumstances uh, in leadership where I, where I just can't get through, I can't make headway, uh, I will get to praying. Sometimes I'll get to fasting and asking God to give me more authority uh, and the, more the power of God upon my life uh, to do those things. But the, the crux uh, of this passage and the story that God has given us about this young man uh, is a story about faith uh, and about doubt. And so um, backing up just a little bit, uh, when we were in uh, Arizona this last week <clears throat> at the uh, uh, intensive care unit, and I spent a couple of nights there overnight uh, praying for Livy. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, uh, children's hospitals are great places uh, children get the care that they're going to need, but they're just terrible places too. Uh, it's just sad, you know, to be uh, in there and to see uh, a lot of the, of the condition uh, that children are in. There was, uh, there was a child there that was abandoned uh, and uh, that they were taking care of. By the way, they had volunteers would come and, uh, and, uh, and help feed the babies and different stuff. If you're feeling bad about yourself, maybe volunteer at Mary Bridge or uh, Seattle Children's. It'll, it'll, it'll help you feel a little less sorry uh, for yourself. So anyways, uh, he, um, excuse me, there's children there. There was one, uh, we met a family that uh, they were going to be adopting a child uh, and then the adopted, uh, adopting, the mother backed out of it, and then the person who was helping them said, we have another child, uh, if you consider, and this child was born on a sidewalk in Phoenix uh, and uh, addicted to drugs and stuff. So they were waiting for that baby uh, to get cleared to, to go home. But there was a, a gentleman that was there, and I don't know, I don't know which child was his child, but, uh, sorry, I did this last week. But. I went to the doctor one time and they, they told me that my heart was enlarged. So I, have, I technically have a very big heart. Uh, and uh, just, uh, just if you ever doubt if I did or not, uh, I have medical uh, pictures uh, of that. And, uh, and so this, this guy was sitting in, there's like a little waiting room outside the NICU, and he had been there numbers of times throughout the week, and, uh, and as he sat there, and I'm just observing this, watching him, of course he was struggling uh, emotionally with uh, whatever circumstance uh, that they were dealing with, but I noticed on his wrist, uh, he had some, uh, some wristbands and bracelets and stuff, and one of the bracelets that he had on uh, said Matthew 17, 20. And that's the text that we're, the verse that we read at the beginning part of the message that talks about having the faith of a mustard seed. And uh, so there was a, a point observing him. And uh, well, let me back up. <clears throat> so the guy, one of the guys that was like the gatekeeper to the NICU. And he was a, an older guy, uh, and uh, most of the nurses and everybody were younger. It seems like they're still in high school. Uh, and uh, and uh, so he was a jokester all the time, you know, uh, you know tell me, don't run in the hallways, and, uh, and on and on and on. And, uh, and at one point, you know, and he's always asking, hey, do you need anything? And I said to him, I said, uh, I said, just so you know, 
I'm a pastor, and uh, letting people know if you want to, if somebody else needed to talk, that I was there. Uh, and uh, they have chaplaincy program, and and uh, I think the chaplain there, uh, of course, wasn't there all the time, but I was there that night. And so, so basically, he said, you know, he couldn't be uh, in that the, that business working there uh, and not be a believer. Uh, because he, he was basically saying it would be very difficult. Because as believers, we believe God's in control. He's a sovereign God. Uh, that, uh, anyways, there's a lot in connection to children, birth, uh, heritage of the Lord. God knows um, you before you're even born. We know that we believe that because it states that in the Bible. So, <laughs> backing up a little further, when we were in Israel, um, we, we knew that the baby was born. And a little bit later in the day, uh, we found out she had some, some issues. And uh, the initial response that I had uh, in my own you know, spirit was like, uh, helpless, right? Because I'm however, 7,500 miles away. <clears throat> so that was my initial, like, I wish I was there. And, uh, and so we, you know, we talked about, do we leave, go back early? Um, but it was decided, <clears throat> you know, there really isn't anything that we could do, right? So she's in the NICU, she's being cared for, there's family around, and and everything else, and so Bethany said, you know, stay there, and, uh, and so, but it was hard. We were enjoying it, uh, but it was also hard, and because uh, you, so we're watching the camera, the live feed, and uh, <coughs> but we wanted to be there and not in Israel. And uh, so there was a feeling of helplessness, like you can't do anything, you can't be there. And then when we got back, it was the same way because we still, we had tickets to go uh, in a place that was rented and, and we had all the plans to go, and, but it was just like when you can't be there. Now, you might not know this about me, but I'm kind of a control freak. And uh, I like to control things. Uh, and, uh, and when, um, usually if I ever have anxiety of any sorts, it's because of a, I feel like uh, I can't control. I can't control the space that I'm in. I, gotta, I have to sit on the aisle seat in the airplane because uh, if I have to, if I just can't get out, uh, that, that makes me anxious. And so uh, not being able to do something about anything uh, is a problem for me. Uh, and, uh, and it's something that I have to, uh, work on uh, in, in multiple layers uh, in, in my life, whether it's pastoring, whether it's being a husband, a dad, whether it's, you know, being on the highway, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, the, the, that is just something in my personality. I'm type A uh, and uh, I just, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've got to be, uh, I've got to be in charge <laughs> and uh, that's just, that's just how I am. Is everybody with me? Everybody understand? You can say amen. Yeah, we know that about you. Uh, amen. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, uh, it's that feeling of helplessness uh, was uh, uh, overwhelming. 
And so I'd said to people on a number of occasions, I said, um, I've got to stop preaching about worrying. Like, like I never, you never hear me preach on gluttony because <laughs> uh, 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 I, like, I, I like food. I'm, I'm kidding. Gluttony is a sin. But, uh, but when I, I, I preach, hey, the Bible says be careful for nothing. The Bible teaches that, that we, shouldn't, we shouldn't worry. We should pray. And that shouldn't be, we, you know, uh, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. We know that because that's what the word of God says. And we believe that. Uh, by faith, and we trust in that. And so, so I, you know, I'm a pastor, and I preach this book, and so all of a sudden, uh, I'm filled with worry, and I'm like, how can I preach up, uh, tell people not to worry uh, when I'm worrying? And so, um, so I'm dealing with, uh, and had been through the time in Israel, and the time, you know, in between there until we got there. And by the way, being there uh, in Arizona was very helpful. Uh, and uh, I'm very grateful, and I'm grateful that she's home and she's doing better. Um, here's this dude sitting there. <coughs> and I wanted to say, hey, I noticed your wristband. It says Matthew 17, 20, because he was having a hard time. And I wanted to ask him, hey, you know, do you have the faith? Of a mustard seed. Uh, <clears throat> but I didn't. In part, well, not even in part, all, all the parts, uh, because of the fact that I was struggling with wrapping my mind and spirit around stuff too. So, in a way, I had a, an innate uh, desire to, to help him, because that's what I do. To encourage him, to ask him about his faith. But the whole mustard seed portion and what we read here has to do with faith uh, and doubt, um, or not having enough faith. So I felt almost like the Holy Spirit's like, no, leave him be, uh, because you know you can't help him with something that you're struggling with. Is everybody with me? Amen. Which is a part kind of like when you think of beams and moats. It's more of like offenses or whatever. But the Bible says you are spiritual restore. And I think it's important for Christians to, uh, you know, you can't help somebody with gossip if you're a gossip. You know, it's the, it, we should have built in, and we do. If you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and when you start to do something uh, or say something to somebody else uh, that you're not living in your own life, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit will go, uh-uh. Uh, you need to straighten that out before you go and help somebody else with it. And it's one of the reasons, uh, and I'm thankful, not a reason, but it's a way that God helps us through the Holy Spirit. At least that's how he does with me. And so I, I wanted to say, hey, uh, you know, I noticed that, that wristband, are you, are you praying? Do you have faith? Uh, nothing's impossible. Uh, and just all that uh, got with faith, uh, nothing's impossible. And then it's like almost like, ah, no, because I've been feeling bad uh, about, about having, like, I know what the Bible says. And uh, just like you, right, you, you, you th- this way, you know that God says to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. 
But then when, when the bills come, you don't got money, you, get wor- you worry and you get stressed out. You know what the book says. You believe it. You have faith that God you know, sees the sparrow and enclosed the lilies uh, and uh, he owns the, the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine, that he is your source. And you know that he loves you and he's taking care of you, but you worry. You have faith. Uh, you believe. You trust. Uh, but it, but it's, it's not enough. Uh, and so you find yourself in that spot and then you feel bad about it uh, because you read the Bible and you know or the Holy Spirit brings conviction or you go to your pastor and the pastor reads a Bible verse that you have already committed to memory uh, and have applied to your life numerous times in the past, but you're still in that, in that space at that time because when you're there, you're there. So I didn't say anything to him. And so I thought, and there was a number of times. In fact, my mom even pointed out, hey, did you see that guy uh, in, the, uh, in the waiting room and how tore up he was? I said, yep. Even had a wristband on. Matthew 17, 20. <coughs> but... I should have went up to him and said, hey, Romans 8, 28. All things work together. But I didn't do anything. So I I thought about that passage, and I went to it, and I read it, the one in uh, in Matthew, because of the verse uh, verse 20. So I read it, and I saw, of course, Jesus, you know, He's rebuking his disciples and saying, you're a faithless generation. And, uh, you know, basically, in a nutshell, it's like, you know, how long I got to deal with you guys? Uh, and uh, in your lack of faith, and, and Jesus marveled at that. This account, uh, then so I know, uh, you can just, if you're reading in your Bible in Matthew, you're going to have cross-references and chains uh, that are in your, especially if you have a study Bible, and you'll see these accounts uh, in the Gospels, some not, where they're, they're, they're listed uh, in different ones. And so I turned over to uh, the one here in Mark chapter number 9, and it focuses more uh, on, uh, on the dad. And he says, I have faith. Uh, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. And I've thought about that passage so many times over the years and have preached from it. Uh, and uh, But... He, he did. He, he did believe. He believed that Jesus um, could do what he could do, uh, and, uh, but, but he still had unbelief that was present. And Jesus said, if you believe, then I can, pointing out that it was his lack of faith uh, and not his ability to do something that was the problem. And uh, you say, well, why is that important? Uh, because as, as a Bible believer, as a Christian, when we get into this spot where we know what the Word of God says and we know God is in control and we know, I, I, you know every you know, verse that, that deals with life and uh, in God being the giver of life uh, and, and how we would apply that in the circumstance, the situation that we've been in the past couple of weeks. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I know it. And, um, but, so I have faith, I have belief but in that moment, there's unbelief. 
So when this guy was praying and he says to Jesus, I believe, help thou my unbelief, he's saying, I have faith, I have belief, I need your, I need your help uh, in, in your power to, to show me more, help thou my unbelief. You can have faith and, and lack faith at the same time. You can have belief and unbelief that's present uh, in that moment. And that's where, that's where we struggle. We get frustrated because we shouldn't, we shouldn't worry. Uh, because God says not to. And we know that, you know, um, he sees our tears. He hears our prayers. Uh, he, he is praying. I spend a lot of time praying for Libby uh, in, uh, in Israel. Uh, and I don't, you know, uh, there's no, to me, like the Wailing Wall uh, or being close to the Temple Mount. Uh, I know that I can enter the throne room of grace, uh, you know, in my bathroom. Uh, and uh, if I, wherever I bow my head to pray, um, I can enter into the throne room of grace because I'm a believer priest. If you're saved, you're a believer priest. You don't got to go to Jerusalem to pray at Wailing Wall uh, or, or be on Temple Mount for God to hear you. He hears you right where you are, and he even hears you before you even say it. Okay, that's what we believe because that's what the book says. Didn't stop me from praying at the Wailing Wall. And uh, so I thought, you know, I'll just sit there by her bed thing and, and pray. So I did. But it's not, there's no, I don't have any special powers. I thought I did at one time because I got her to eat more than anybody had. <laughs> and uh, so I show my technique. <clears throat> but my point is, it's not my faith. It's, it's his power. And uh, so I was feeling like a hypocrite. And uh, I'm feeling bad. <clears throat> so in transparency, you know, I'm praying for Livy, and, uh, you know, so she can get off the NG tube and, and eat. And so there's the health sides praying. And I know, I know that, you know, God, God's in control and God's going to do what God does. And, and I know that there's all kinds of people praying. But I was sitting there thinking more about how, what a sorry um, Christian. <laughs> so I pray, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And here was my conclusion to that. <coughs> One of the ways <coughs> that we, we get over or through the um, feelings of helplessness that we have, in whatever circumstance, we've all been there. 
Uh, and if you haven't been, you will be at some point for some reason. And, uh, you know, and you're supposed to, like, I'm supposed to be the guy that has the answers. And the secret, the secret scripture verses that other people can't find and the application or whatever and just be able to give the words. But the way you get through that, obviously, is to pray. That's part of this passage. He says there's nothing that can come forth by, this doesn't come forth but by prayer uh, and by fasting. But we have to let go of trying to control everything. That was the leading source. Like even at the hospital, like I don't, you know, like things would beep. Like I'd try to sit there and try to rest, but every time she would move or anything would beep, there was no sleeping. And, uh, <clears throat> and then I'd look at the, the nurse who's sitting right there. She didn't seem stressed out. You know why she wasn't stressed out? Because she'd seen it like a hundred times. And, uh, and I'm like, well, she's moving, do something. So, so she, she, didn't, she knew from experience that what, what was stressing me, it really shouldn't be stressing me. And, uh, and so part of it, you know, obviously their calm, their demeanor and everything else, they probably learn stuff like that uh, in their education, part of it. But, but, but I'm saying it's like, there's, I mean, I don't even know how to read the monitors. I mean, I, I watch a lot of television uh, and, uh, and I, you know, I've been in hot people like, are you a doctor? <laughs> or well, sometimes I'll talk because I've been, I hear all these things and, and, uh, I've got no clue. And, uh, and so it's, it's, uh, there's zero control. I can control nothing. I can't control, uh, you know, anything about the circumstance where I could control, I could control logistics, like how am I going to get these people here and this or that? How, who, I'll get lunch. Uh, I, I, I'm managing all this, but when it came to her, nothing I could do. So I'd say, pray, I'd pray. I, I believe. Helped out my unbelief. And part of that is letting go. I'm trying to control things. The second thing that I learned that helped me this week is that we have to submit to God's will. Now, we believe <coughs> that, you know, I don't know how many times that I have told people or I've asked people, hey, does God make mistakes? And like, no. And then I would show them from Scripture all these different things and, uh, and, and help them in that process, whatever it is. Uh, or something takes place in their life, you know, there's some type of a, an accident or, you know, they lose a job or, uh, or whatever. And, and, and there are a lot of things that take place in our life that we don't like. Uh, things that are, um, you know, in our life that are unpleasant. Uh, health situations that we wish we weren't in uh, and, and on and on. Uh, but, but when we have 
when we believe, when we ask God, say, I believe, help thou with my unbelief. We know, by the way, you don't have faith unless God gives it to you. The Bible speaks about the measure of faith. Faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, when, when, we're, when we say, I believe, help thou with my unbelief, what we're asking God to do is to help us trust him in a deeper way, help us to, to trust uh, his character uh, and asking, you know, um, uh, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. So we're saying, God, I know, I, know what's, I know what the Bible says about this circumstance, and I believe that, but help, help my unbelief. Help me to trust, because faith is trust. We're, we're trusting in him for what he's going to do. And, uh, and so it's letting go of things that you can't, con- you can't control, and it's submitting uh, to the will of God, and it's trusting in God's ability and his will in, in all those different things. Now, I'm applying it uh, you know, to me because... Because, because I'm, the one, I'm the one that should be able to sit there and help that guy. Uh, and, and maybe it wouldn't help him, but to, to you know, hey, I can tell you're, you're a Christian. You have, you have this wristband on, uh, and you believe, and you're struggling and, and, uh, and doing that. And I felt in the moment that I can't because, I, because unbelief is present. But it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't believe uh, it's just that I need more. I need more faith. I need more. I, help me with that. Uh, and, uh, and so I know you're in control, but help me, help me to, to know you're in control and to feel that you're in control. Help me to submit to that uh, where, where, where I want to do. Hey, uh, and, uh, and do things and stuff that I can't do. And it's submitting to the will of God. Uh, and, uh, and so what helped me uh, was... I, I was helped more with the guy's wristband uh, than anything else. And, uh, you know, my, uh, he was, you know, he's pretty messed up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, uh, and, and it's almost like my, I felt like my mom was saying, did you see that guy? It almost felt like not just like we're just kind of seeing him, but, but almost like, did you see him? Uh, because typically, normally, I'd be right there. But... I felt like I, I couldn't in the moment. And uh, so uh, saying all that to say this, I've been beating myself up for three weeks for <clears throat> believing what the book says, but having unbelief that's present. And, uh, and I felt for the longest time that that's something that's like wrong. I mean, Jesus rebuked it, uh, but with this, with this man in particular, the moment he, the moment he prayed, I believe, helped on my unbelief, he swooped in uh, and, and, and took care of it. That pleased the Lord. And I think that's how we need to pray. God, you know, I don't know what you're doing in, in whatever circumstance you want to apply it to. I don't know what you're doing. God, I, I, I you know, you, you, you might have cancer uh, and, and you don't understand, you don't, you don't know why God's ordained that and allowing that in your life. Uh, you know that his will will be done, that he's the great physician. Uh, you know that heaven's a better place. I mean, you, you know so many things about your circumstance, yet you're still rattled with fear of the unknown. Uh, and, uh, and so what do you do? Do you just, you just like, I'm a terrible Christian. I shouldn't even pray. No, you pray, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Give me more faith. Help me to trust and have confidence. I'm not even talking about 
you know, the you know, let go and let God in, in almost like we, we minimize that lack of faith or that lack of unbelief by, by you, know, you know, attaching a meme to it. Uh, and uh, it, no, it's just acknowledging it and saying, yes, um, this is present and I know it's not because this is what your word helped me. Help me to have more faith. And, uh, and maybe when we do that, and, and we know that God allows things in our life, whatever, you know, whatever they are, God is always teaching us and helping us and molding and shaping us. Uh, and, and, and we know that. We know that. But what I'm saying is, is that even though I know it, even though you know it, you still doubt it. And then, and then what separates some Christians from others is that the doubt takes its toll. And then you just tap out and you give up. Uh, because, because it seems like you should be at a, at a certain place and you're not. And it's like, you know, I re, but like, why, why do I feel this way when I know this is the truth? Uh, and, and in a way, Jesus has given us a passage of scripture to, to help us understand that you can't, it's not your faith that you're relying on. You're relying upon me. He, he, if God, if you, can do, if you can do this, do something. And God says, if you can believe, I will. And, uh, and so he puts it back on the man. And he says, I, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And Jesus says, okay, I got you. Uh, and, uh, and healed uh, the son and the disciples like, why couldn't we do it? And he's like, you're not praying. You're not fasting. You don't have the you don't have the authority uh, to do so, and uh, and so I, I'm not saying that that I have you know learned my lesson and and that I won't ever have that type of crisis of faith if you want to call it that again because uh, I'm a human being. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just using it as a teaching example, um, saying if it happened if it happens to me. It might happen to you. And, uh, and, you know, and so I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the subject matter expert that's supposed to be able to, 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 to help you through uh, all your problems <clears throat> and act like I don't have any. And uh, just not the case. So... <clears throat> been learning a lot in the past few weeks uh, about medicine and stuff, but also about myself and, uh, and, and just, you know, really believing that God is a sovereign God. And then when it's like, but, you know, like, why is, why is this and why is that? And, just, and then going full circle, like, no, he's a sovereign God. Increase. Increase faith. Uh, help me with that. And, uh, and, uh, and Jesus will do that. So I got to stop because it's 10 after. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. And just, just simply, here's the invitation. You have doubt about something? It's Okay. Um, you have fear, anxiety about something, it's okay. 
you acknowledge it before God. You say, God, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And when we pray that, God will give us an increase. He gives us a measure of faith. He increases faith and, uh, and we grow. We don't, there's nothing we can do to merit it or grow it ourselves or learn it. It comes from Him. Originally it does and even now. It's like, God, help thou my unbelief. Maybe you'll pray that uh, for you uh, today. So,